2: Welcome to Country Not Country, Season 3, Episode 7. My name is Nick Russo, your host, and today we're going to talk about cook-off. The Houston Cook-Off World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off before the Houston Rodeo. This is a tradition like no other in... If I do say so myself, cook-off has become the best time ever. Like, for me, everyone's so happy. Not to say that rodeo isn't amazing, but cook-off is really like the crown jewel, if you will, because um, everybody comes together. Everybody eats and drinks and celebrates and dances and has the best time ever. So I'm going to tell you all about the Houston cook-off and what to experience and what to expect, the World Championship Barbecue cook-off, how to get in, uh, where the tents are and all that stuff. And I also have an interview that I just recorded with Daylon Swearingen, hopefully I got that right, Dalen Swearingen and Boudreaux Campbell. They're uh, bull riders from the professional bull rider uh, group Unleash the Beast Tour. They're two of the top 35 bull riders in the country, and they're in Houston this weekend. Toyota Center is where they're riding. First prize wins $40,000. Uh, we find out a lot about Boudreaux, who is actually from the area. He was born um, in the Woodlands area near Magnolia. And then um, Dalen actually is from upstate New York. So uh interview with them coming up in just a few minutes, but I do want to talk about the World Championship Barbecue Cookoff because I get a lot of questions like what is it Nick why do I need a wristband to get into your tent well for years we've had the Bull Barbecue Shack this year we changed it to the Bull's Honky Tonk and so we're going to have a sort of a Nashville Broadway bar Texas Honky Tonk hybrid type thing with some incredible performances on Thursday night we got ladies night We've got Tiger Lily Gold, which if you are on TikTok, you know who Tiger Lily Gold is. They're the ones who have a song called Shoot Tequila. Uh, Beautiful sisters, both blondes. And then Priscilla Block is the headliner, another blonde. So it gives us three ladies. So it's only right we call it Ladies Night. Thursday night, February 22nd. Now, um, Friday night, we've got three acts. This is the first time we've ever had three artists performing. So we've got Neon Union, Chase Matthew, and... Warren Ziders, who I cannot believe he's coming to our tent at Cookoff. This just feels surreal, but so stoked to have him on the stage. It's going to be great. And then we have um, on Saturday night Zach Top, one of my favorites, and Midland, maybe my favorite band in country music. So, uh, needless to say, the entertainment in our tent is going to be great. Now, how do you get in? You got to have a wristband to get in, and the way you get a wristband is by listening to the radio station and or going to a ticket stop and registering to win, and or uh, winning online so if we have a registration link that might go up at bullhouston.com, sign up to win uh take it all the opportunities you can to win passes because you want to be in our tent now the way the world championship barbecue cook-off works is there's a public entry allowed so as a you don't have to have a wristband to get into our tent to go to cook-off you could just go to cook-off because they have a chuck wagon where your entry to the carnival grounds, if you will, gets you a, a barbecue sandwich, I believe, or a barbecue plate and a drink, and it's free. It's it's part of your admission. And then there's also a free concert that happens as well. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Plus the carnival's open. Some of the vendors are open. Some of the games are open. So there's a, a very, very sort of warm-up to rodeo atmosphere happening. Now, the weather is usually trash. One of the days it usually rains. One of the days it's usually cold, and it's all over by 11. That's the other catch, right? At 11 o'clock. The tent's got to close down and people got to start leaving and it's all over. So it all happens very fast. I believe gates open at five o'clock and it's 25 bucks, maybe 20, maybe 30. It's somewhere in there to get onto the grounds. And that gets you again, that, uh, that plate of barbecue at the chuck wagon also gets you uh, some entertainment and it gets you in to the energy because it's, there's just nothing like it. If you've never experienced the world championship barbecue cook off you got to go this year. Make it a point. And uh, come to our ticket stops. I'm going to be at Rowdy's in spring, uh, giving away wristbands at Moe's Place in Katy. Also, I'm going to be at Papa's on the Lake. And then Porky's and Umble. It's a new spot for me. A lot of different places around town, giving away these wristbands. So I hope you'll come by and see. And basically, in each so, – so there's the public part, right? I told you about the concert stage. I told you about the – the chuck wagon and the carnival. So then you have like nearly 2000 tents. There may be give or take 500, it might be 2500, it might be 1500. I just know there's a lot of tents. And each of those tents has their own cook team. And that cook team is competing in the world championship barbecue cook-off and so that tent is then a party and it's usually open bar inside each of those tents and there's usually live entertainment as well so that's what we do we're gonna have our friends from bud light our friends from yellow rose distillery we're gonna have a whole bunch of liquor a whole bunch of beer and we're just gonna listen to great country music i'll actually be djing the uh tent that's my uh that's my job and my new duty as of last year i had an absolute ball djing all three nights i gotta tell you It's like sensory overload because a I'm usually drinking. I think I'm going to drink this year. We'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to decide I might not drink Thursday night, but I think I'm going to drink Friday and Saturday night. Well, for sure. Saturday night, I've got to drink. There's no way I'm going to see Midland and not drink. And just, it just is what it is. That, that just can't happen and then Friday night Chase Matthew I feel like we're gonna party I feel like that's just what's gonna happen on that Friday night that's just just is what it is so needless to say um, it's open bar so the bars are constantly full of people getting alcohol and then um, your wristband comes with a liquor tab so you can actually get a liquor drink too if you want and it's it's just gonna be a heck of a good time the energy is always perfect it's a party it's a sing-along I'll be DJing I'll be trying to play all the best music and then by, by day three sensory overload starts Right, where it's like, oh boy, here we go. Like, I can't, the music isn't as loud as it was the day before, even though it's the same volume. The energy doesn't feel quite the same because you felt it for the three days in a row. And let me just say that Sunday of rest is so important. I I think, I think Monday is a day of rest also. I don't think there's rodeo on that Monday. I think rodeo begins on the Tuesday. So we actually get two days to relax after three days of cook off. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope I can. Uh, see you in the tent hopefully you get get yourself some wristbands because I mean you listen-
3: your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too but when you finally decide to take care of you there's Instacart just because that one perfect co-worker of yours is attending all meetings camera on while she's sneezing coughing and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same take it from us trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind instead get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes if anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
2: To this podcast, I think. So, um, you come this far, see if we can take you a little bit further. I appreciate you listening so much. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and share this. I have an interview with Jelly Roll on the previous episode. Also, an interview with Sam Hunt and an interview with Zach Topp as well, who is going to be in our tent at cookoff. So, if you want to get to know him a little bit, uh, check out all the interviews we got posted here. Country Not Country. I appreciate you listening. Up next, we've got our interview with Dalen Swearingen and. I'm messing up his name. I got to get this right. He's going to say his name in a minute anyway, but I'm just I just got to stop messing it up. It's Dalen Swearing. Oh, I got it right. Dalen Swearingen and Boudreau Campbell. He's a local kid, uh, 24 and 25 years old, respectively. Uh really great kids. We're gonna get to know them and they're gonna talk about their experience bull riding, how they became professional bull riders, and what they're looking forward to this weekend at Toyota Center with the professional bull riding Unleash the tu- Unleash the Beast Tour PBR, top 35 bull riders. Uh tickets are available, and here for uh more um just hit me up on social i'll try to let you know whatever it is by the time you hear this uh it might be over but either way uh really great kids here's the interview without further ado uh, dylan swearingen and Boudreaux campbell
4: I went to school in Magnolia for a little bit, lived there, and then moved to Crockett about uh, seventh grade, and so that's where I reside now.
2: So uh, Crockett, Texas, is named after Davy Crockett. Yes, sir. So yes, did you sir. do? Uh, were you a kid when you moved to Crockett?
4: Uh, yeah, kind of seventh grade. I don't, don't know really what age that is, but yeah, I was a kid. I moved right after I got up playing junior high football here at Bear Branch, and then moved up to Crockett.
2: Nice. I'm from Goliad, so it's deep south, but the small towns all kind of stick together with the, the historic uh, backgrounds and stuff. I just read this book all about uh, Crockett and the whole area and stuff when they were fighting against Indians back uh, in the 1800s.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Apparently that's where Davy Crockett, he, had, he camped out before he went to the Alamo or something
2: yeah so they uh, yeah the, the uh the texas history stuff super rich and i love that you're a hometown guy man what's it like uh riding in the toyota center Do you ever think that would be a reality for you
4: uh no uh, i've got to ride an nrg before at the houston rodeo but i've uh, never got to ride in the toyota center i've gotten the chance to go to some basketball games the last couple of weeks and that arena is beautiful it's a it's an awesome stadium and i can't wait to get in there and ride some bulls how old are you
2: 25 oh man you're young guy <laughs> yes, how long have been riding
4: uh, my whole life. I started on the sheep when I was just a little kid. Um, I did the mutton busting. I fell in love with it. And then, uh, I turned, I'm 25 now when I was 18. That's when I turned professionally. So I haven't looked
2: back since. So did you ride mutton busting at Rodeo Houston?
4: Uh, no, not there. No, sir. Just, uh, I just got to riding the bull riding there at Houston, but I did the mutton busting, in all over texas and then as i got older i got into calf riding and steer riding and then bulls
2: when i got old enough so so was that like kind of like ffa type uh were were you in ffa and that kind of led to it or were you just in a rodeo circuit
4: no so just a rodeo circuit just my dad was kind of around it knew where to go and i fell in love with it and luckily he knew where everywhere to take me to go do it
2: man that's awesome so bull riding just that was just the whole thing you did you just graduated from sheep to bigger bigger animals
4: oh yeah yes sir that's all i ever ever wanted to do my whole life so uh, i'm getting to live out my dream and it's a blessed opportunity very thankful
2: man that's amazing dude so um do you already know which bull you're gonna be riding this weekend i think i drew a bull called border crisis so that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah
4: that's kind of funny um but he's a really good bull uh, i think it's a rematch um i think i got on him last year a couple years ago so he's a tough bull but a good bull my buddy mason taylor just rode him last weekend in tulsa oklahoma i think he was 88 points on him so I drew a really good bull, and I have a chance to win the round them all, so
2: that's good. Man, that's awesome, dude. So the uh, so do you watch video on the bull? Like, is like, is it um, because it's such a professional sport that you guys got to have research, right?
4: Oh yeah, we get to have videos and stuff if we want to, and uh, there's some people that put more strategy into it, and then there's some that don't don't like to think about it much. Um, I don't like to think about it too much because when you nod your head, it's all reaction. Then like you're just reacting for what the bull's doing. So. You can't really be thinking while you're on his back. You just got to be riding. And so some people think about it and strategize, and other people just go into it with an open mind.
2: Man, I love that, Boudreaux. Thank you for all the insight, man. Uh, and good luck this weekend.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you.
2: And now tell me your name again? Uh, Dalen Swearingen. Dalen Swearingen. So uh, what, what uh, kind of strategy do you have before going into a bull? Because he mentioned how, you know, when you nod your head, all the strategy kind of goes out the window. How do you prepare?
5: Yeah, it's kind of the similar. Um, I normally don't look up my bull till the day of or. Co- uh, i know the bull i'm getting on this week um he actually he's been on him told me his experience with him and and now i'll just try
2: to go make a better experience so how old are you uh, i'm 24 all right man young man sport huh yeah so are most of the bull riders around y'all's age
5: yeah per- pretty much anywhere from i mean you can be 18 to about 35 is i'd say kind of the, the, the
2: higher end of the the bull riders yeah. so uh where are you from
5: I'm from actually upstate New York, and I live in Sulphur Springs, Texas now.
2: Man, where? what's the name of the town of New York? Uh, uh Geneseo. Okay, are you a Buffalo Bills fan? Yeah, I guess I, guess <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So how do you? Uh, how, how many bull riders in upstate New York? How do you get involved in that?
5: Uh, my whole family's always done it. My family actually owned a rodeo company up there, and uh, so it's just kind of something I've always grown up doing. My grandpa, uh, he rode bucking horses, and uh, I kind of just went down the path of bull riding, and I just... I loved every aspect about it, and um,
2: that's cool stuff, man. Because I, you know, being in country music, uh, I think a lot of I've learned, and a lot of people don't realize how much um, farmland, ranchland, countryside there is in every state across the country. Oh yeah. So when you get into upstate New York, like during the summer, it's just fields, it's just farms, right, and ranches.
5: Oh yeah. Like right where I lived up there in upstate New York, like there was a lot of dairy farms and a lot of agriculture. There's a lot of agriculture out there. Um, you know, a lot of people just think of the cities, but there's a lot more to it.
2: So when was the first time you got on a bull? Uh,
5: I'd say I, um, I was probably like 13 or 14 before I got on like an actual bull. Uh, you know, but I started riding sheep and calves and just kept working my way up.
2: Man, that's the story, huh? So is that, is that kind of the way of the bull rider is you, you know, you just kind of graduate from animal to animal?
5: Yeah. Yeah. It just depends a lot of, I mean, it just depends on when you get into it. But like a lot of the younger generations, if they're kind of grew up in it, that's kind of how you're brought up in it.
2: Man, that's amazing. So, uh, when did you turn professional?
5: Uh, when I turned 18, I, I bought my PRCA card and PBR card and, um, just been going at it ever since.
2: Man, that's amazing. So what's the name of the bull this weekend? Don't come easy all right <laughs> and I guess it never does, huh never does so uh so how what do you get the confidence from what do you where does that come from to get on the bull like how do you, how do you get your calm like where is it the adrenaline that you look forward to
5: I think uh that's the adrenaline you know just the love for this sport you know like when you get off got get off a good bull and make a good bull ride you know you can't describe that feeling that you have inside um you just want to go get it again and and again, I
2: guess just conquer nature in a way. Yeah. Yes, sir, man. So who's your favorite bull rider? Like, who do you look up to? Who, or if there's a Mount Rushmore for you, I know that might be a tough question.
5: Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that I've, I've looked up to, you know, and I feel like I've looked up to a lot of people to make my, the best version of myself and, uh, definitely just keep looking. It up
2: are, are you allowed to say other names of other bull riders? Oh yeah.
5: I got, I know I look up to like Sage Kimsey, Jerome Davis, you know, Cooper, um, you know, Justin McBride, I mean J.B. Mooney. I saw
2: Sage win uh the super shootout bull riding at NRG like three or four years ago. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I was sitting right right in front of his girlfriend and mom at the time. I had no idea. Someone had given me the the pass to get into the shoot seats or those close seats and and like they're just losing it behind me. And I was like, man, they're really into this. You know, I mean I was into it too, but they were like on another level and then the tears and they're like, Oh, that's his girlfriend, that's his mom. I was like, Man, that's amazing to be so close. And then I, I think I really saw the personal um side of the rodeo how you know y'all's families follow y'all around too and this is a close-knit community and y'all all do know each other in a, a very close wh- uh, way we kind of speak to that sort of family side oh yeah
5: for sure like my family is probably the biggest sport team that i got um you know this is a very humbling sport so there's a lot of ups and downs and uh, i know my family has definitely helped me get through the ups and downs
2: nice and so uh, Bujo being back in uh, your hometown you got family going to be at the show this weekend
4: oh yeah I got a lot of family and friends I haven't seen in a while coming to the show so I'm looking forward to that seeing all the new faces there and people that don't usually get to come watch me ride are going to get to come watch me ride
2: man well you guys are really great to talk to man this has uh, been really fun I could sit here and um, pick at you brains about bull riding for hours uh, uh, good luck on your bulls t- tomorrow and this weekend how does it work so you ride on Friday to earn a Saturday ride or what's the process here
4: and so they invited the top 34 40 guys in the world here and then they bring in the bulls and so all of us will ride one bull friday night and then that's it we'll all get on one then we'll come back saturday night and everybody that got on a bull friday night will get on again saturday night and then the top two scores out of the friday night and the saturday night they'll take the top 12 of them scores to the short round saturday night so then people the top 12 out of the aggregate will get on two bulls saturday night
2: man so how much can you win
4: uh they you usually pay about forty to fifty thousand dollars. So
2: First prize? Yes, a, sir. So you make it you make it all the way and you're you getting a forty thousand dollar check. Yes, sir. For usually. eight seconds of your time. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a pretty good deal. Twenty
4: four seconds. You gotta do it three times to get the big bucks. Oh, I love
2: that. All <laughs> yeah. right, man. Well thank you guys and good luck uh, t- uh this weekend. I look forward to seeing y'all.
0: Yes, sir, thank you.